Hello there. Welcome to the Oblivious Maximus podcast for another episode. I'm your host, Aaron Osborne. This episode, my guest is Jamie Hay from Post Truth and Solo Guitar and a million other bands from Newcastle and Melbourne over the years. Um, Jamie and I have known each other for quite a long time and Jamie chose Two by Cursed to chat about, which is a record I know very well. Um, we talk at length about the grief that myself and I exist got for a long time of ripping off this band. Uh, so, so that's funny. And then we also talked about how Jamie loves this band and loves this record and, um, a bit about how that's influenced him and, uh, you know, over the course of his musical life. Um, and we also talk about post-truth and, their new record, Responses to Trauma, which comes out on the 13th of November through Resist Records. Uh, so go on the internet and check out uh, their new track, Drowning in Thunder, now. It's on all of the things, streaming and otherwise, so go look at that. Go pre-order that record for post-truth as well, if you wouldn't mind. Um, yeah, and otherwise, enjoy this episode, episode 104 of the Oblivious Maximus podcast with Jamie Hay from Post Truth talking about Two by Cursed. Fucking brutal. All right. Well, Jamie, thank you for returning to the podcast technically. Um, But it's like five years in between <laughs> sessions <laughs> that's yeah that's 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 long enough mm. i think love enough times passed for it to be interesting <laughs> i guess maybe we'll see well yeah I'll, I'll let you know after we finish we'll see we'll see how it went. <laughs> all right all right um all right so you the record you picked is curse two why why this one um, that's a good question, actually. I don't know. I think it's like probably the, it's probably my favorite. Like it is my favorite record of Cursed. Mm-hmm. Although I definitely spend time obsessing over different ones, uh, yeah. different times. Yeah. I think overall two, um, just, yeah, I think kind of encapsulates everything that I love about that band on that record. When um when was the first time you heard it? That's actually a good question because I was thinking about that today and I can't remember. Yeah. I cannot remember the first time I heard this record, which to me, it's kind of like in The Shining when Jack Torrance is told that that he's always been there. I think <laughs> two's just always been there. It just appeared and I just, yeah, because it's been out for, I guess, you know, about 20 years or something. Yeah. Um, I do remember the first time that I heard one though. And, um, and I think this kind of carries on to any, any record that they've done. But like, I think at the time when one came out, my flatmates, especially were listening to a lot of like hate breed sure. and the haunted and a lot of like metal kind of inspired, uh, hardcore or vice versa or whatever you yeah. want to call it. But just all this like metal stuff where all the drums are so clicky, like everything was just like 
click, 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 like so triggered. And um, when I heard one, it just like the drum kit just sounded like it was fucking this big, yeah, you know, yeah. and just, just so it was just such a wide sound. It was so awesome. And it was just kind of what I needed to hear at that time, I think. Mm. And, and that's the thing that I think about what listeners, listening to this record it's just just so huge and raw and fucking dark and awesome it's like yeah everything i love uh about heavy music were you already a fan of like the the other bands that they were in or like did you come to it from that yeah so i'd already been listening to left for dead Mm. um all the collarhands bands like swarm and I think even countdown to oblivion was before cursed yeah um yeah so definitely came to it being a fan of those bands that um that chris had been in and you know they don't left for dead done that acrid split so mm. pretty sure there was members of acrid in cursed as well so yeah well i mean i i just remember it being like i i, I can't really remember when i first heard it either to be honest but i i i remember it being Maybe for, I don't know what angle you saw it from, but I, I, maybe I saw it from like a little bit of a different angle, but I think it, I heard it when I was like, I guess first, cause I came from metal, obviously I heard this coming from like, I just heard a bunch of hardcore bands that, and I'd started playing hardcore with people in Canberra and stuff. And I was kind of like, uh, like, I don't know, I'm not so sold on like some of these types of music like to me it's like it's not as hard or not as heavy or whatever yeah yeah and then i can't remember who showed me this record i mean i assume it was probably like i don't know morgan or one of the guys from four dead or something someone one of those guys who was like obsessed with it showed it yeah 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 and i remember it being one of the first things of like i guess like modern hardcore type stuff that i was like Oh, I can get into this. And then then people being like, oh, this is like, this isn't like the rest of the stuff. Like, this is not. No, that's right. Yeah. Was, uh, in its own little pocket, like, yeah. at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And because I guess, like, it obviously has, I mean, certainly this record has, like, obviously, like, Doom, Stoner influence stuff in it. But then it definitely is, like, you know, has lots of, like, more of the, the punk side of stuff as well with, you know, lots of fight like really fast parts and even i mean yeah. something that i completely i don't know how i kind of forgot about it i guess but like some of the riffs on this particularly like the fast riffs if mm. they weren't as like i don't know if they weren't as like distorted and aggressive they could be like punk riffs like you know like if yeah absolutely yeah um, yeah yep it's like um it, it's it's funny you mention that, like, because I think the thing that brought me to them in the first place were those kind of songs, like sure. those faster, kind of straight up punk hardcore songs mm. that just had that extra kind of bite and like gnarly um, kind of edge to it. Uh, and it was it was the stoner stuff that actually at first I was like, oh, I don't know if I can vibe <laughs> on this. Like, yeah. I just couldn't. Get with it, but over the years, like they're the songs now that I just go, yes, this song, yeah. like, like Model Home Invasion, is just just sits in that pocket so well. And I think that's the that's the um, 
that's the part of that of that style of music that when it's done well it's it's so fucking good because it just it it sits in there so long and and then pushes out in the right spots mm. um just so you go oh that's it just grows and it's like inhales and exhales it's yeah it's such a well-written song but yeah initially all those kind of like faster ones were the ones i was just like yeah yeah right well that's yeah. that's funny that we effectively had like the exact opposite entry point for it <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah so my one of my like biggest things about this record i suppose is that i exist when we started got so much shit for i guess being like proposed that we we were just ripping off curse like that was everything that that we got grief for when we first started and to the point where like people like they would give us lots of grief about fatalist because it's they're like you know the syncopated riff part which was in a song which like i i won't lie like yeah of course i like that thing so i put it in a song that i have like Literally every other band that's written a song ever. <laughs> that's right. You're um, inspired by something like fuck. Like there's a there's a difference between being inspired by something and wanting to write something like that. Yeah. And just totally ripping it <laughs> yeah. to, to the, you know the nth degree every fucking song or every record that you do. Like yeah, yeah. But I it was. Think- I just remember. I had this like my one of my like favorite memories of that song in particular, and then this grief that we were being given around the time was we played a show at um the sando and i can't remember who it was with but with like a you know hardcore bands doomy bands whatever um and i was at the bar downstairs and we were like getting we were getting that weird drink ticket system they had trying to like collate all the drink tickets to like get enough booze to go upstairs and i was like trying to get it and i was talking to this dude and he was like you know getting the drink tickets or whatever and this guy next to me is like do you know what the next band sounds like and i can't remember who it was I, I, maybe i know him maybe he listens to this who knows but <laughs> the, the the this guy just said to his mate like oh yeah they're this shit band from canberra that's just rips off the first song off curse 2 and i was like standing there just like kind of laughing to myself and murph was standing with me and he was just like well, we've got some fans at the Sando, clearly. And <laughs> we went up and Jake was like, you know, oh, where I exist from camera or whatever. And I was like, yep, just a heads up. First off the bat, guys, every song you hear tonight is just a rip off of Fatalist off Curse 2. Um, so if you're not keen on that song, you might not want to watch the set and like, you know, people started laughing or whatever. And then we played and like, I'm pretty sure we purposely played that song first. And when the first, part yeah. came up, we were all like, oh, oh, oh see this bit. Yeah. And all I, the only thing I remember is like laughing so much about us mucking around, but then seeing someone as we were doing that thing, seeing someone walk out the door. And I don't know if it was him. But all that I've, <laughs> the way that I remember it in my head is like, he left. That, that was like, that person. <laughs> um, Look, but yeah. it, it's so funny that, uh, anyway, I, I just find it very funny that that's what we were, people were giving us grief for that. But then there is a song like Model Home Invasion, which definitely is far more like an I Exist song that I would have ripped Yeah, off. yeah, I'd say, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but anyway. Hey, there's fucking worse songs to rip off. You know, well, uh, exactly. <laughs> um, 
I think I think the big thing for me, and, and probably why you know I did rip into this uh, record, particularly when I was writing our exist songs, is mm. that that like Fatalist is such a fucking awesome opening to a record. Like, yeah, from like the swirly noise start to the to the yeah. like punchy riff and stuff, it's so great. Yeah, yeah. It actually, I was thinking the other day, it's a bit of a brave start because you mm. it just doesn't it doesn't kind of crack into it it just slowly builds into this this record but then when the song starts it's just like what the fuck yeah it's so good um yeah i think starting a, a record with an intro that goes for a couple of minutes is is um you know definitely either it's gonna make someone just fucking fast forward and go yeah whatever but um but yeah, I, every time I listen to the record, I, it's like that's the best bit, and it leads in, and it, it actually kind of bookends, like melody-wise. There's mm. that that melody that's you know in in that that riff. Um, wouldn't call it maybe a melody for them, but you know, yeah, um, like a dark <laughs> melody. But then uh, on, at the end of the record, it's it's back, like yeah, and I love shit like that. Like that that to me is what um, makes a record special is that there's that extra thought that goes into how the songs are structured and what, what goes into it. It's like that there, yeah, that's like, that's definitely one of my favorite things about the record. Yeah. And the, and the breather of two as well, like mm. with the piano, um, just stuff like that. I don't know. It just, it's cool. It's not just like song, 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 cool. And that's it. Yeah. I think that's always been something that I've really liked as well about, I mean, I think I've talked about it on him before, but like, I think that really interests me about talking about records and things like that is I love the the process of crafting it and obviously recording it. And I mean, mm. I think there was one point in my life when I was writing music, I was always writing stuff like as if it was a record every time. Like I'd write, this is the first song and then here we go. Mm-hmm. And yep. then that, that, you know, worked for a little while and then I met, and started playing with people who were like no like do it go and do it and then figure out how to how to you know work and then that's been something that i've sort of more leaned towards recently but like that's something i think is so valuable about when you particularly when you're like obsessed with music and you want to listen to it like you want to hear the you know the story that it tells i suppose yeah yeah absolutely um yeah i i i in the past, like especially early days with like conation stuff, it'd just be like, I've just got a song, here's a song. Yeah. I can, you know, bang, done, next, let, let's just go and just have like lyrics that I've already written out and I just make them fit a song. And then it's, yeah. you just kind of like throw it against the wall. It sticks, it sticks and it stays. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I've, yeah, I've had that same experience of like playing with different people that maybe have a different angle at how they come to write a song um and just i i I like the song craft shit it like uh i think about them way too much and Mm. overthink them and think of ways that they could be better and can change them to you know ad nauseum to probably everyone else in the band (laughs) you know just come back the next week and go um so i've got this other thought about this and um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just love you to know, tinker uh, yeah and and always just make sure that I, you know i haven't fucking just 
pushed everyone away from it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love that stuff. And that's why I, you know, yeah, when I listen to records, I, I love to just sit there with the LP with the lyrics the first time I ever listened to a record and just kind of sit through it and, um, you know, want to experience it. And that's definitely how I've liked to make records too. Like, that yeah. you sit in there and experience those 30, 40 minutes and hopefully it's good. Yeah, experience. yeah. One. well you know fingers crossed you get there in the end <laughs> yeah yeah um i think another thing that i was I like admittedly i hadn't listened to this record in ages when when you chose it but mm. it um when head of the baptist came on i was like mm-hmm. i think this that song is like such a great song to i guess encapsulate like this sound of band and yeah. this this time yeah. in music i think um yeah because i mean at least and i don't know i again i love this record and i i really like this band a lot but i think for me i didn't really i wasn't because i didn't come from the same scene i suppose i didn't really delve into mm. it as deeply but mm. it it seemed to me like i mean certainly there was a good like two-year period in Australia where like every other hardcore band was sounding, was like sounding like this or going towards the like tragedy, his heroes gone, like the, the crusty punk, you know, the stadium mm. crust stuff started like permeating <laughs> yeah. a lot more into it. And yeah. which obviously like I exist was definitely a part of like, I mean, if, if not consciously, you know, taking that route where like, I think for me personally, I was thinking like, more down the line of like the stoner bands that I liked and blending that mm. with like punk stuff. The other yep. guys definitely brought brought that stuff in as well. But I mean, yeah, there was certainly like a, a couple of year period where like every second band sounded like this. And mm. I don't I don't know if that is something like very specific to Australia or like whether that was happening elsewhere, but like it seemed yeah. it, I, I like I just don't, it's something I wonder about. And when I listened to Head of the Baptist, that was like I was like, fuck, this song is like the perfect image in my head of what that was like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 is um that's one of those that's one of the songs on that record that does that kind of stoner mm. riff, but with like a really unique time signature. Yeah. Fucking just like um yeah, just kills it, and and especially that 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 line like, "This is your head on a canvas, looking my way." That part in that song is just like so fucking awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I it's funny because you say you say that maybe I just wasn't involved in seeing as many hardcore bands at the time, but yeah, I, I can't think of many bands in Australia that kind of sounded like Cursed. Yeah, well, I think at the time it was kind of like, well, I think as well. Because at the time when I would have heard this, I would have been playing in Four Dead and starting mm-hmm. I Exist. <laughs> so, like, mm-hmm. two bands that definitely were, like, all about this stuff anyway. So, it was probably already, like, completely ingrained in my mind about what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. All around you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then there was lots... I mean, there was lots of bands like um, like The Hollow and Ghost Town yeah. and, like... A lot of those bands were going down the same sort of like, you know, Death Wish Records type vibe or whatever. Um, yeah. But, 
I mean, and then the other thing that I just always remember about this time was like playing house shows like every week and that being like the epitome of shows for me was like playing house shows and trashing someone's yeah. fucking share house living room and stuff like <laughs> how many how many uh share house living rooms have you trashed there <laughs> well i think quite a lot actually there's there's a good video on the internet of us playing in a kitchen in canberra and oh, yeah. i think um I think i've seen that one i think i've seen that yeah i think julian who uh, was in Fort Ed and is in a bunch of bands from Canberra. I think Julian does a stage dive off a stove. So, it's like, it's a great, it's awesome. a great video. Watching him clearly, like, absolutely destroy some share house shit stove. <laughs> Fuck. I, I, um, I really miss house shows. Me too. And I think one of the things about getting older is that all of your mates and especially yourself... Yeah. You know, you take care of the house that you live in. You're not living in some hovel. Well, hopefully, or maybe, maybe not. But um, <laughs> but you know, no one's no one's putting on house shows, and I can't go to my like 25 year old mates that play in bands. Just go, hey, do you want to put on a show? Yeah, <laughs> I'll play it. It'll be really good. <laughs> yeah, I, c- I um, can't. I can't remember the last house show I played. To be honest, but like. There was like, I mean, there was a period there and I think particularly in Canberra because, and I don't know, it might've been the same for you guys growing up, but like, you know, if the youth center was booked out, then it was a house show. Like, because yeah. that you the, you couldn't play at the pubs because you always wanted kids to be able to come. And I mean, at the time, some of us were still kids, so we couldn't, we didn't have a choice. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, oh yeah, I mean, I, th- I think about yeah. that all the time. Like, I think- I very regularly think about, like, I still, and again, you might have the same thing. I quite frequently, when I, like, go into a new house, I'll have, like, a passing thought in my head of, like, where the drum kit would go. But then, but then I also think to myself, like, I would never want a band to play in my house. (laughs) Like, yeah, never. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the same. I I definitely have. I've just always moved into house going, you know. Like we moved out, we'll just move everything into the one room and just like put in the lounge room. This would be great. Or this back deck would be awesome to have yeah. a show at. Um, but yeah, like oh, there was definitely times, you know, Newcastle, early 2000s, doing like a lot of house shows. Um, but also um, we, ha- we were lucky. We had this um, venue called The Shed, which... Um, murray lived in yeah and had a like a two foot mini ramp inside oh sick and just this little spot down the side where bands would play and um so we'd have shows there almost every weekend and yeah that's awesome hang out go for a skate listen to bands um like international bands would play there yeah. and um it was awesome but uh on a side note like earlier than that like in like pitfall arms reach days mm. and even my first band uh days around there are still parts of town that i drive past and go oh that house played in that house oh that shed yeah played in that shed <laughs> like heaps like there's a lot it's yeah. not like just one or two it's just like almost the couple every suburb for a while which well, is pretty cool i think to yeah and like played in that lounge room we have, I got the same thing. Like I can basically drive, I could do like, if you start at one end of Canberra and go to the other side, I could show you like every house that I played at. And 
Because it, because it, that was, I mean, that was a huge part of it too. It was never, I mean, it maybe every now and then it'd be like one house show and then you'd get in so much, they'd get in so much trouble that it never happened again. But for the most part, yeah. people who put on house shows had them like all the time. And I guess it was because the house was in a good enough location that it wasn't so noisy that it bothered people. Yeah. Or the suburb was so shit that, everything was loud there anyway so no one cared <laughs> like yeah 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 the, the conditions were right <laughs> yeah, neighbors exactly. were kind of like cool enough yeah you know? yeah everyone went shit bags too much and you know yeah i think um i, I think like just thinking about the last house show pro- i probably played was for ages i just jammed in murph's garage and that's where we filmed this music video in and yeah. we played house shows in there sometimes when it was like parties and I think probably the last house show we played was there. And I remember after we played it, I mean, Murph's like, you know, five or six years older than me. And I remember Mm. Emma, Murph's partner, like us going back into the house and Emma saying to me, she was just like, at what age do we stop doing this? Because like, I've had enough of this. Like, I don't need, I don't need 30 people in my backyard. Like, you know, go and play in some kids. House. Yeah, we all have jobs now. Can we get can we get past this? <laughs> well, bringing it back to Curse, I don't know if you ever saw this video. And when I saw this video, it was like, I think it was it predated YouTube. Fucking hell, I'm yeah, sound like I'm right now. But um, <laughs> but I remember like you know when I, when I got into this band, like to find anything about them, you know, that wasn't like you know maybe on a, a website or whatever, was really hard to come by mm-hmm. um whereas now you can just pretty much know everything about a band in yeah. a few clicks um but i remember i think it might have been on the the blog spot or whatever that chris ran mm-hmm. um it was like footage of them playing in a cornfield oh wow ever seen. i've never seen that it's yeah cursed playing in a cornfield somewhere like at night it's fucking that. awesome <laughs> i so i definitely <laughs> I definitely got into this band through, I think through like the blog spot or something. Like I'm sure right. Morgan yeah. gave me like a burnt CD of the, this record or something, but because mm. I mean, one of my other like first memories of Cursed and I don't know, I could be wrong about this, but Troy who was in Futura Delamort and, you know, a million yeah. Sydney bands. Yeah. Um, I remember like, I don't know where it was, but Troy was always wearing a cursed hoodie for like, there was like a good couple of years. He might disagree with that, but I feel like in my head, whenever I saw this guy, this very friendly, very long hair guy, he was always wearing yeah. a cursed hoodie. Awesome. And that was one of my other like first intros to this band. It was like, that guy who's great at guitar and in a cool band, he wears that jumper all he the time. Knows, he knows what's good. Yeah. Troy knows what's good. Yeah. I think, um, I think I also remember maybe playing, uh, was, did I play Harbour Cruise with Four Dead? Maybe, I can't remember. But I remember one of the guys wearing a cursed hoodie and I was like, just totally jealous. Yeah. Because again, at that time, it was like impossible to get that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, I think I probably came across the blog spot trying to find the hoodie or something. And then I was like- right. And it didn't, yeah. they didn't have it, but they had all the other stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, great. This is where I can find that band now. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, um, I have, I have a, I think I've got, I don't know if it's signed, but my mate, Dan, um, who is a newy, newy fella, mm-hmm. he, um, he lived in Canada, I think, or I don't know if he, I think he lived there for a while. Um, and he, he went to a curse show and he sent me back a, a curse two poster and he got me a shirt from a show. Sick. Which at the time was, yeah, again, there's yeah. no mail order fucking thing, you know, million places where you could buy a, whatever band you like ever looked up and go, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he sent me that back and it was like, I was so stoked and gutted because I lost it on tour once. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it was just, like devastated. And I was like, every now and then we'll come across a photo of, me in that shirt and just be like, <laughs> it's just a shirt though, but Rest that was pretty peace. awesome. Yeah. yeah to have that. Um, yeah. Speaking, a note that I, another note that I made about this, I think something that is really like significant for this band too, is the, like, is the, like the art and the aesthetic of like, of their merch and their records and stuff. Like it, it all really, that's mm. another thing that I think was really maybe not intentionally, but certainly became like quite influential, particularly on even like, again, as lame as it sounds to say it, but like branding for your band, like having a brand, you know, having an iconic thing, you know? Yeah. The he goat and the, and the, like the typeface of the, like instantly recognizable. Um, And yeah, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Chris would have done the artwork for the record. I think so. Um, like that—that's always how I understood it. it. Simply because I've seen him do heaps of other stuff. He—he he did a shirt for you, yeah. right? He done a shirt for me, which mm. was pretty funny. Um, it was—I um, was doing—I think I was doing a benefit, like a, a an EP, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, asked him to do some designs. Um, and it was just pretty funny having a. a Jamie Hay t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, you know, just had Fred Niles' name on a tombstone. Yeah, pretty brutal looking, huh? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh, let's just go something really gnarly. <laughs> um, and he also designed a poster for that as well because oh, the cool. song was Hurry to Heaven. And, um, and uh, yeah, he done this like awesome poster, which I actually have still quite a few of <laughs> hey um yeah good one if anyone wants <laughs> anyone wants one <laughs> um i think like yeah i mean this this definitely was one of those things that was well, certainly the art and the, like the the yeah a lot of the i guess like the iconography of this band was one of those things to me that in a sense changed i guess my perception of doing some of that too because mm. again coming from metal like I mean, obviously metal bands have like famous logos and things like that, but like a lot yeah. of band, a lot of like metal bands, um, you know, like the, the art that goes in hand with it kind of gets forgotten, particularly like death metal bands when it's just like hyper specific yeah. and hyper brutal and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. but I think th- this was one of those things at the time that like reminded me like, Oh, your cover art doesn't need to be, or your, your shirts and things like that. They don't need to be like the most elaborate fucking drawings ever. They can just be the words, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think, 
when when I first got this record, I think I got the CD first because mm-hmm. it was early two thousands. Yeah, know? and um, and uh, and I remember it was like a digi, like one of those digi pack mm-hmm. things, and um, I think even the cover, the the he goat on the cover was just so like dark. It was like yeah, yeah, black, and then like as close as you can get to black without being black, <laughs> being the he goat yeah. printed on it with no like. It's no like cursed on the cover or whatever. It's yeah. just like, yeah, um, uh, yeah, and it just totally suits yeah. the vibe of the record. It's just grim. Yeah, like, absolutely. From it's front to back. Yeah, it's truly like I mean, and obviously not just like the the themes within it, but yeah, like the the overall sound, um, is you know like yeah it's it's really dark i think as well like the things like you know having the piano track having the having like noisy sounds and intros and things like that 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 all sort of builds into that vibe and mm. i think a thing that that really sticks out for me as well though is like like every song basically has like a really good like hooky catchy riff in it though like yeah which is yeah. something that There's i i love on that record yeah there is not um actually i just this is lame but i do actually have a curse to tattoo i just realized that as great i've looked up my, my <laughs> fucking arm and i totally forgot what's <laughs> um, the tat it is a he's a wolf oh yeah and it says the wolves are at my doorstep there you go look at you go done by my brother-in-law bob tate sick so yeah so there you go that's that's how I guess that's how much I like this record. <laughs> Did I get a tattoo and I don't even remember that I actually have it? Yeah. That's that's fine. I think we we can all be excused for forgetting some of the tattoos we've got as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> for for good reasons. For good reasons them, sometimes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think another thing that's like very, I mean, I guess it builds into like the folklore of this band is that, in the grand scheme of things, this was a very like a relatively short-lived band like in the you know and and but had quite a prolific output for the time that they existed you know yeah exactly um yeah it was like six years maybe yeah together yeah i think Um, something like that and then like i mean also i guess it's kind of if you know the band obviously it's kind of like famously tied in within it that like they sort of it's a band that I mean, again, I don't know the inner workings of it, but essentially broke up because of like a shit situ, like a shit circumstance that could have never been planned for, effectively. Yeah, exactly. And I, I can't remember what what interview I remember reading. Um, yeah, I can't remember where I read it, but basically, I remember Chris saying, like, at that point near the end of the band, um, they were basically just touring, just like just taking on more and more stuff like a dare, like yeah, they'd right. be going on tour for ages and then something else would come up and they'd just go, yeah, you want to fucking do this? Like, let's go. Let's <laughs> just keep pushing it. And just pushing it and pushing it. Like, again, just that just adds to that vibe of the band. It's just yeah. like, um, it's just intense. Like the whole time there's no let up, you know? Yeah. Well, um, and it's like I guess it only fits it only fits better within like the the folklore of the band that it like 
you know, it wasn't just like, oh yeah, everyone got tired and started playing different music or like everyone went on to do this or someone got a job or whatever. It was like, yeah, they it just fucked up. Yeah. They were robbed when they were abroad and it just <laughs> stamped the band yeah. out. Like, I mean, and obviously you've done this as well, but like, and I'm again at the time too, like I can't think of literally anything worse than going to, to happen to you while you're doing something like that than having all of your shit you know at the end at the end of a tour like yeah if, if it's also a tour that you've just put everyone's pushed themselves to just get through and yeah to do you know um yeah it's and it just adds to that thing it's like they're, they're just done there's no way they're going back to that like yeah the it's, band you know so it's so um, brutal yeah but i think like back back to kind of what you were saying before about like how every song's got some mm. awesome riff or something like um i think also the the big part of for this band for me is like chris's um like the 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 way he i don't, I'm, I don't know if there's a word for it but the way he puts the lyrics to the song in certain parts that just really make that part just jump mm-hmm. out way beyond what, you know, what could it could be. Yeah. Um, yeah. With certain lyrics and um, yeah. What's said in that moment is just like, make it, there's very few bands that I have that like, oh, like fuck moment with, you know, when you hear it for the first time, just go, Oh my God, that's so yeah. awesome. Well, and, and again, um, like, I don't know what his, his method of for that, but like, I mean, that for me was like a turning, like a turning curve in terms of like writing lyrics and yelling in a band myself was like, hmm. when I first started writing lyrics, I kind of, like you mentioned earlier, like I kind of did a thing of like, I'd just write a bunch of words. Like I'd write like 10 songs worth of lyrics and then just go, hmm. oh, I can figure this in with this song. Whereas like now i wait till the song's done and then i listen to the song and write the words to suit Mm. the song yeah and this sounds this sounds like someone who's very clearly done that because of the way that that phrasing comes through that has like you know if there's a guitar gap then there's a a vocal that or a word that's like the stick out word of that song you know that's right yeah um like there's there's quite a few like lyrics that that stick out on this record. Um, but I reckon like when hell comes home, the line that, um, and the flags on your coffin, they might as well be the nails mm-hmm. is one of the most fucking perfect lines yeah. ever. It's just so amazing. Um, and just, yeah, just how lines like that just can floor you. You just like hear lyrics, of, of, you know, and I guess, heavy bands are like just supposed to be just gnarly and fucking hmm. badass or whatever but like it's totally smart and fucking heavy and yeah 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 i love that and there's like so many moments like that on that record and 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 all, all their records that i think that's the that's the thing that really pushes that over the edge for me like there's yeah. a lot of bands that are like musically and really um kind of inspire me musically but yeah that's why this record, I think, has that 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 marriage of like amazing lyrics, like that just suit the the music so well. Like, um, yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's definitely why it's been so important to mm. me in this record. Yeah. 
Well, even while it's not on this record, like on, you know, like on the next record, like the friends in the music business, like, yeah, I, I mean, I remember hearing that and being like, who's he pissed? Like, who's fucked this guy over? <laughs> like, well, well, I think, I think it's, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure like they, they lost their rights to even repress two. Yeah. Um, so it might be about Goodfellow Records that put out too. I'm imagining because yeah. I know that there were, um, I think, yeah, there were, for a long time, they couldn't um, do any repressing or anything of two. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, and I mean, I guess. That, but I guess hey, yeah. That's a, a position I'm sure I will never find myself in where someone is so, so keen to, to withhold yeah. my amazing creative output. <laughs> <laughs> um i can't fucking give this shit away but um <laughs> please please right, someone someone steal someone. my rights <laughs> come on um just not at the moment one of the boxes is holding up my mattress so, so yeah well i can i can see a lot of valuable content around the floor here that's holding up a guitar <laughs> case and stuff so <laughs> um but yeah i mean like that that's another thing too just like yeah, I guess, I guess I think that's probably a stark difference between bands like this that are on that verge of being really heavy and, you know, probably c- relatively crossing into like a metal territory. And that mm. was always something that, you know, obviously comes from punk, but that was far more yeah. ingrained in, in hardcore and stuff, at least, you know, when I was growing up finding this stuff, then metal is was a lot of like the serious output or the conveying of opinions i suppose as well i mean obviously bands do it too like you know i know that you know for lack of a better example but like metallica definitely did that in their records as well like you put a lot of personal stuff in there but then yeah i mean then you got the other side of it though and you've got like slayer basically just like reading like nazi history to you (laughs) like you know yeah like we need to hear about that you know (laughs) Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, I, 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 I agree. I think like that, that was something that like drew me to this as well. Was not not only just like the, the phrasing or the way the band was playing it, but also like the conveying of the, yeah, the way that was conveyed. And you can like hear in the vocals that it's like, I mean, he means it. You know, like it's yeah, it yeah. sounds like he means it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you can't kind of fake that shit, you know? Like, yeah. you can't. And, um, and that's the that's what sets other bands apart from other bands. Like, yeah, when, when they're real, they're passionate, and they're fucking speaking from the heart, you can't kind of fake that shit. So, yeah, um, yeah and not everyone can do that that well, you know? No. Um, um I mean, it takes, it takes a fair bit of heart and just knowing how to express yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All those things, but sometimes even just expressing it's hard. How how did you, I mean, this is a little bit separate, but like when you started doing like solo stuff, was that like a hugely daunting thing for you? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was something that I always wanted to do like i'd mm. always listen to fucking billy bragg and like um you know singer songwriter stuff that i've loved and it was just 
it's it was hard like yeah um just to even you know i'm still learning how to sing like mm. you know it's like it's um yeah and i just saw it i saw it as a good challenge you know musically to to try something different and um yeah do something that i couldn't quite do yet yeah I'm just giving it a go until i felt like i could yeah does when when you you know when you're doing stuff like that does does influence come from still come from things like this in certain ways or does it only come from the the thing that it sounds like i'm i'm, I'm just asking because i no. i've never done it like i have no idea yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like um that's a good question because like uh, there's a couple of songs that i've written that that lyrically that i you know i'd think it would be a heavy song like mm-hmm. that it suit heavy music um actually I've, i haven't quite pulled it off but for for years i've i've um wanted to do um oh geez now it's gonna catch me out what's the song off to um uh oh, shit i'm gonna have to check just get it up what's yeah the song? what's the song called um it is uh the void yeah um I, i've been having a crack at doing an acoustic version of the void right um yeah uh obviously not sung like that but you know just because because that song like it's it tells a story it's it's like a it's a, you know singer songwriters like tell stories that's what you know they yeah. do that's what those songs are uh they're they're kind of framed like that you know um yeah. and i thought that that was a it's a really bleak story mm. but it's um but it could translate well if it's done well yeah and i haven't i haven't got there yet <laughs> <laughs> you've yet but, to um, you've yet to find the way to do it well yes yes yeah but um but i think you know there's yeah um you can you can uh write about the stuff like same with you know with yeah. post truth like what what i write about in that band i could probably easily translate to an acoustic song mm-hmm. or whatever with melody or whatever but um yeah i think any stories can be um told in any kind of format or whatever um, yeah oh i've just yeah. like it's just it's always interested me particularly with you know obviously yourself and other people that we all know that like came from this sort of realm and then ended up doing that stuff it's always interesting to me how they i guess find their feet within within that as i suppose not just from a singing perspective but also from actually you know playing live and doing it like it's obviously considerably Mm. different like it's i mean obviously it's far more intimate but then as well I would assume far more like revealing as well of what you, I suppose, because you're kind of not yeah. hiding behind, <laughs> you know, the heaviness or whatever. Well, th- that's the thing with, with doing the acoustic stuff. If you're not feeling it, it shows yeah. and it fucking sucks and you want to get it done and get the hell out of there because <laughs> it's just you. So like, if you're not feeling it, it's like, the, that's the worst feeling. It's like, yeah. That for me, it's not it's not the actual act of getting up and playing acoustic guitar and singing in front of people. 
it's just whether I'm I'm in the zone and it's sounding all right and I'm feeling confident. Mm. If I'm not and I'm just off, it's just the the worst because you're the only one. You've just got to carry it through and yeah, stumble stumble through to the end. And I've definitely had my fair share of those. So yeah. Um, oh man, yeah. like yeah, like I don't. You know, obviously I've like everyone has played played bad shows where you don't want to be there and it's shit for whatever reason but at least you can hide it behind turning around and you don't have to be the focus like everyone else can take the attention (laughs) yeah exactly and at the end of the day that you know um it can be you know a group shared thing you know oh well i wasn't that good tonight but everyone else kind of carried it through or and something we we got Vice through Versa. it together or whatever. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And um and with the solo stuff, it's like it's me. Like it's <laughs> my playing. It's my vocals. Everything sucks. Yeah. I might never do this again. <laughs> um and yeah, that I, I guess that that's been the hardest thing. Like over the years, like having shows like that that are just I just feel like I just bomb, like just voice was shaky. And then when you're nervous and and then those things start happening, it just compounds because then you just get more nervous and you get more yeah. stressed and you can't relax, which then affects your vocals. <laughs> it's yeah. like just, oh, man, that, that, that's the scary shit when you just, there's nothing you can do and all, all I've it's wanted to do is start spiraling. <laughs> just walk off. Just like stop. Don't yeah. even say anything. Unplug yeah. the guitar and walk off. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I like... I mean, yeah, obviously it's it's not it's not the same thing, but there's certainly been like you know, times well where like you'll play like the worst show ever and you got no idea why it's like why it's happened. Like you you can't figure it out, you can't describe it. It's you're like, "Well, I'm not drunk, so it can't be that." And like <laughs> the other excuse. Yeah. Everyone else was playing fine, so what happened? <laughs> like Yeah. 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 Uh, look, and I've just with it with the with the band stuff over the years, I've just learned just like, ah, whatever. Oh, Next yeah. one. That's that's fine. Don't don't dwell on it. Like, yeah. Um I feel like the band can can re you know, resurrect itself and do a better one next time. Um, yeah. Uh yeah. So I just yeah, I just go, oh well, yeah, it's fine. Maybe well, I should apply that to the <laughs> stuff. It's more well, harsh on just myself than everyone else as a collective. Yeah, I guess my, my I don't know. Like, I, I think my my way of looking at it has always been like, this is meant to be fun. This is why you do this. So if, yeah. it's, if it's not fun, then either like you've, you've done something wrong or like you shouldn't be doing it. So if you fuck up, like make it funny. Like that's always been my thing at this point now. It's like- yeah. Well, you know, I do this because I work a job during the week that pays for me to do this. So that's right. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, make it's, it it's, it's, your, it's your passion. It's your, it's your, you know, your release, and mm. it's something that yeah, just should be encompassed in having a good time and being stoked that you get to do it, and that yeah. there's possibly people even watching you do it. Wow, and and that's <laughs> you know, that's the so. truly the most gobsmacking part is when people watch you do it. So yeah, yeah, um, 
and like i don't know like we like post truth we you know we rehearse every week and we we've got a we've got our own rehearsal space where we just kind of rock up and plug in and go which is really awesome at this age in our lives yeah <laughs> um and you know like put putting on a solid show is is part of like what we want to do like we don't mm. want to just kind of go oh fucking you know this is whatever yeah. um so it is um it is important to to me to to play a good show but if it doesn't come off it's like yeah or whatever Next yeah time. yeah i mean you have you have to yeah you have you have to approach it like that or otherwise you wouldn't you wouldn't keep going back you know <laughs> like yeah, yeah you get defeated by those times and then that'd be the end of it um i missed that dive bomb and now i'm fucking just <laughs> crying i'll never play guitar again it's over <laughs> um so i guess good segue then into talking about post-truth um guy's got a new record coming out soon very exciting Mm-hmm. sounds great yeah. the song that i've heard on the internet sounds great yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool yeah it it's it feels good man um mm. yeah because we recorded this record in september last year so, yeah um well we had it we had it back at the start of the year and we then covid hit mm. and then we like had a zoom meeting because that's the only way we could <laughs> hang out yeah and we we discussed about just putting it online and just going fuck just yeah whatever you know whatever with this one um and then um and then just yeah then instead i said to everyone i was like oh look i'll just send it to graz and see what he says you know record labs part probably aren't looking to put out records right now like yeah people can't tour and all this stuff and um graz like wrote back pretty much straight away and was like yeah man let's do it yeah sick <laughs> and then it was yeah it was happening but obviously again just the the um delay with pressing plants and things like that took took a while so it just feels good to like finally just like let it out of the bag and yeah and yeah um, you know it's uh yeah so we're, i'm still really happy with it you know at this point because you know when you record a record and get it mixed and mastered and you go you just do all these like listens through of those songs um you can get pretty over it oh yeah real quick um and very critical of your performances that you cannot fix (laughs) that you've yeah that now you've had months to like just go fucking bit yeah Mm. um but yeah really stoked um yeah so it'll be out in in november on november 13th and um yeah that's sick we're not going on tour but um (laughs) yeah well usually when i do this i you know then follow up and ask people what they're going to do for it and things like that and i mean the general we've got yeah yeah we've got we've got some we've got some things planned yeah it's um you know out of the usual but um are shows like happening in some way or form in in new south wales i mean obviously i've seen them happening in sydney and stuff but yeah 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 they are they um i think the hamilton station hotel have started having shows again here okay cool with bands like solo solo stuff has been happening yeah. um um but uh 
but I think bands have just started to come back around Newcastle at least. Um, but we, we've discussed it and we, I don't know, we're just kind of not sold on post-truth playing a show with people sitting down. Oh yeah. It's, I got no, just that, no time for it for me. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think it'd just be too weird for what, for what kind of music we play. Um, yeah. Uh, but look, Hey, attitudes might change, but like at the moment, it's just, we're not vibing on, on that with people sitting down. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, like we've, we've been getting stuck into writing new songs. So we've got a, a handful of new songs and we're just using this time to just be creative and, yeah, um, awesome. uh, and I think we're all enjoying that a bit more than we had expected. I think, um, that's good. Me personally, actually, like, you know, after playing in bands for more than half of my life and touring and all that kind of stuff, actually like just having no pressure of doing that and just writing and taking our time with it. And, and that's kind of how the band started. Like when we started, we, we were a band for at least six to 10 months or something before we even considered playing a show we were like we just want to have some good songs mm. ready to go you know um and yeah so I, I've, I've actually liked just every week we just get together and hang out for a couple of hours and write some songs and make demos of those and then go and ruminate over them for the next week and then come back with many changes and, <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah but Records coming out. I'm really stoked with it, and um, yeah, can't wait for all the songs to just be yeah thrown out into the ocean. You know, uh, I think I like. I think obviously, I think the last show I played was with you. Like, yeah, yeah. it was. We yes, it was the it was the Melbourne show. Yeah, because that was like a month year. before this all happened That's or whatever. All, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was. I remember. So we done we done those two weekends together, like mm-hmm. the Canberra one and then the Melbourne one. And then um, the following weekend, I was back in Melbourne, and I played with Tire Swans. Yeah. And then I think that was my last show. I think. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. That I played. I mean. Yeah. It's brutal to think that that. Well, and it's wild to think that that's how long. This is certainly the most time since I was 15 that I've not played a show, I think. like Me too. 100%. Yeah. 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 Almost the whole whole year it'll be like, I haven't played any solo shows yeah. or anything since. Um, like I re- recently actually went, oh, actually probably wouldn't mind doing a solo show, but yeah, um, I just haven't really got off my ass to book in anything but um but yeah at this point it's looking like i could go for the rest of the year without playing you know a show so yeah well i mean that is the longest time yeah i can't i mean i can't see any way that i do it anytime soon (laughs) like unless i go and like quarantine in canberra or something (laughs) (laughs) yeah but uh i'm not gonna do that at this point nah yeah um 
All right. Well, I think that's as good a place as anywhere to to wrap it up. But um, thank you for talking to me about a record that you love. Thanks for letting me talk to you about a record that I love. (laughs) Awesome. That was good, man.